Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady coming to you fresh and live from Ustron, Poland. So over the next couple of episodes, maybe three, we will see. I am going to be doing our summer readings from the small book, The Green Letters by Miles J. Stanford. I hope that you'll enjoy them. I hope that you will share them. And I hope that you will give us a five-star rating and take a couple of minutes to write a one, two, or three-sentence review. This really does help us get the message out and cause others to be able to find Tent Talk podcast. So, love you all. Thanks for being a part of all that we're doing here and letting us be a part of your life. All right, everybody, here we are, and I am again in a beautiful hotel restaurant. Now, it's not a fancy hotel that we're in here in Ustron, but it is one of the best that I've stayed in as far as hospitality. Uh, just a simple, simple, quaint comfort, um, and it's in a beautiful place. Ustron is known for uh, skiing in the winter. It's beautiful here in the summer, in the mountains. So we're in the, the, the south of Poland now. We made the trip in from uh, Oslo to Krakow. And then Krakow now here to Ustron. And we opened up Cross Encounter last night. And uh, for those of you listening to this in real time, so now you can hear everything in the background here in the restaurant. I tried to wait until most everyone had cleared out. But here we are in the reality of our ebb and flow as we move in and out through Europe. And uh, to me, it helps you to experience this with me. And, uh, of course, I'm so glad that Wynn is still with me. And uh, we're looking for places to do laundry. All right, this is a very glamorous life that we're living. And so I just got finished talking with the hotel staff about, do you have laundry? Uh, You know, could we have one extra pillow? (laughs) And so, you know, this is just the ebb and flow of life. And then we're waiting for someone to pick us up so that we could go and continue on with Cross Encounter. So today, what I want to do in summer readings is I want to read from one of my all-time favorites, which is the little book called The Green Letters uh, by Miles J. Stanford. And I simply want to read chapter 7 on appropriation. I think these are things that we may hear about, but we don't really understand what that means, right? And so I want to read this and um, share this with you. Uh, And so I think for the next couple of days or next couple of episodes, this is going to be where we're reading from. So here we go. Chapter 7, Appropriation from the Green Letters. Here is an important subject that has to do with faith and the practical reception of that for which we are able to trust Him. Appropriation does not necessarily mean to gain something new, but to set aside for our practical possession something that already belongs to us. 
to appropriate something for our daily walk in Christ, we face two essentials to see what is already ours in Christ and to be aware of our need for it. Upon these two factors rests the ability to appropriate, to reach out in steadfast faith and receive what belongs to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. Regarding the first essential, which is to see what is already ours, William R. Newell wrote, quote, Paul does not ask a thing of the saints in the first three chapters of Ephesians, but just to listen while he proclaims that wondrous series of great and eternal facts concerning them, and not until he has completed this catalog of realities about them does he ask them to do anything at all. Close quote. Open quote. And when he does open his plea for their high walk as saints, everything is based on the revelation before given, the facts of their high character and destiny as saints. I therefore beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Ephesians 4.1 Let us cease laying down to the saints long lists of conditions of entering into the blessed life in Christ, and instead, as the primal preparation for leading them into the experience of this life, show them what their position possessions and privileges in Christ already are. Thus shall we truly work with the Holy Spirit, and thus shall we have more and much more abiding fruit of our labors among the people of God. Close quote. Once we see what is ours in Christ Jesus, practical need will cause us to appropriate, to receive the answer to that need. There was a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ for Paul, and that made it possible for Christ to be magnified in him. It was a supply which was always available, but only appreciated and appropriated as and when the Apostle came to know his need. Life is meant to bring a succession of discoveries of our need of Christ, and with every such discovery, the way is opened for a new inflow of the supply. This is the explanation of so much that we cannot otherwise understand. This plunging of us into new tests where only a fresh supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ will meet our need. And as our need is met, as we prove the sufficiency of Christ to meet our inward need, so there can be a new showing forth of his glory through us. These two realities of seeing and needing bring us from childish meandering into a responsible, specific walk of faith. They take us from the help me attitude to that of giving thanks, from begging to appropriation. Notice what L. L. Letgers, co-founder of Withcliffe Bible Translators, has to say about this. Quote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1.3 If you run over in your mind and find one single blessing 
with which God might bless us today, with which he has not already blessed us, then what he told Paul was not true at all, because he said, God hath, it is all done, it is finished. God hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. The great pity of it all is that we are saying, Oh God, bless us, bless us in this, bless us in that, and yet it is all done. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. As C.A. Coates said, it is appropriation that tests us how often we stop at admiration. Close quote. From time to time, the Holy Spirit will bring to our attention a certain aspect of the word in a striking manner, and we will rejoice to see and believe that it is ours in Christ. It may be, for instance, the truths of Matthew eleven twenty eight, quote, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, close quote. Besides the usual personal situations, the uncertainty, strife, and tensions of world conditions provide just what is needed for the believer to abide, to rest in the Lord Jesus. The need exists, and when he sees the rest in him, all there remains to do is appropriate. So far, so good. The believer sees what he possesses in Christ, and the need enables him to reach out and confidently appropriate and accept the required rest. This appropriation must be a case of clear, scriptural, specific trust. We are not to ask amiss. And now comes the critical phase, the key to it all. In most instances of appropriation, there is a waiting period between the acceptance and the receiving often of years. Our responsibility is to patiently wait upon him during the time necessary for him to work into our character, our life, that which we have appropriated in Christ. In this instance, his rest, steadiness, assurance, security. Isaiah 64, 4b says, A God who worketh for him that waiteth for him. T. Austin Sparks gives us two valuable thoughts regarding this all-important gap, usually a matter of years, between the actual appropriation and the practical experience. Quote, every bit of truth we receive, if we receive it livingly, will take us into conflict and will be established through conflict. It will be worthless until there has been a battle over it. Take any possession the Lord calls you to take, and if you are taking it with Him, you are going through things in it, and there will be an element added by reason of the battle. You have taken a position, yes, but you have not really got it yet. The real value of it has not been proved. You have not come into the real significance of it until there has been some sore conflict in relation to it. As the result of the work of his cross, and as the grand issue of his resurrection, eternal life is received already by those who believe. But while that life is itself victorious, incorruptible, indestructible, the believer has to come by faith to prove it 
to live by it, to learn its laws, to be conformed to it. There is a deposit in the believer which in itself needs no addition, so far as its quality is concerned, so far as its victory, its power, its glory, its potentialities are concerned. Nothing can be added to it. But the course of spiritual experience, of spiritual life, is to discover, to appropriate, and to live by all that the life represents and means. Now we have seen a third element involved in our appropriation. After we have seen our possessions in Christ and become aware of our need, then we must give Him the necessary time to work the appropriation into our everyday walk. If we are looking for our needs to be met in the next interview, the next devotional book, the next series of special meetings, the next hoped-for revival, then reality will never come. In this matter of Christian development, there is no shortcut, no quick and easy way. The husbandman builds into the believer that which he intends to minister through him to others. To minister life to others, what one does and says must flow from what he is. For it pleased the Father that in him, Christ Jesus, should all fullness dwell. For we are made partakers of Christ, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. For your life is hid with Christ in God, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Now what I've just read to you is from Colossians 1.19, Hebrews 3.14, Ephesians 3.19, Colossians 3.3, 3, 2 Corinthians 4.11b. How often we simply admire and talk about truths the Holy Spirit reveals to us in the Word, whereas His primary purpose in giving them to us is that we might stand upon them in faith waiting confidently for him to make them an integral part of our life. A prophet is one who has a history, one who has been dealt with by God, one who has experienced the formative work of the Spirit. We are sometimes asked by would-be preachers, how many days should be spent in preparation of a sermon? The answer is at least 10 years and probably nearer 20. For the preacher matters to God at least as much as the thing preached. God chooses as his prophets those in whom he has already worked what he intends to use as his message for today. Wow. My friends, that is such, such truth. Many times we faint when we hear, oh, it might take 10 years to work it out. Listen, my friends, we're in this for the lifetime. Right? So let me succinctly say that for appropriation to take place, one, you must see what is already yours. Number two, you must then see your need for it. And that's when you get the prickly heat, my friends, as you begin to see, oh, not just that's nice that I have that, but I need that. And he begins then to work it in us because he doesn't want us to have things in theory. He wants us in our oneness with Him, that it becomes the reality of our life. And so that third element was we allow Him all the time He needs to work it in us, to work it through us, to mature us, to love us, nurture us, cultivate, to bring us into conflict and out 
of conflict. So my friends, you may already know what you have in Christ, but are you in conflict today? Is there something happening inside of you, right? Are you beginning to be aware of your need for him at a greater depth? Oh, thank him today. Thank him for that. And then give him all the time to develop in you, to mature you, for him to speak to you, to have the conversations with you that he's been longing to have. Let now be the time. Hmm? And I believe tomorrow's episode, or the next episode, I should say, will be out of the same book, and it will be on time. (laughs) Because this is such a necessary part. All right? So until next time, I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. 